This is Free Talk Live. It is your show, and you can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, by the way, 800-259-9231. That's 1-800-259-9231. It is Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site, totally free. So enjoy those on us. That again, freetalklive.com. Some pretty big news hit yesterday uh, from, well, it's big in the world of libertarians, which we're in that world, and so it's, I think it's worth reporting on. In fact, um, some of the people outside of the libertarian world might be familiar with who this guy is. His name is Steve Cubby, and we've had him on the show in the past. Um, You may know him as a medical marijuana advocate. Um, as you may or may not know, he has, oh gosh, it's an adre- it's adrenal cancer, I believe is the name of his disease. Mm-hmm. And it's a nasty, nasty little version of cancer that uh, basically floods his body with adrenaline mm-hmm. um, at all times. And he found that smoking marijuana helps him with his problem. And... Uh, Ever since he discovered that, he's, he'd been smoking marijuana. Of course, the uh, state government didn't like that, and you know, California or the federal government rather didn't like that, and they went after him. He was living in California, running for governor at that time as a Libertarian Party candidate. This was back in the late 90s. Anyway, it was a decade-long process for him fighting the government on these uh, marijuana charges, mm-hmm. amongst other charges, growing pot, that sort of thing. And he won. He came out and emerged victorious from his odyssey, and now he's moving on with his life, continuing his uh, his life of activism, continuing to spread the word about medical marijuana, marijuana in general, and liberty, because he's a pro-liberty kind of guy. In fact, he had thrown his hat into the ring as a libertarian presidential candidate for the year 2008, earlier, I believe it was earlier this year or, or sometime last year. Now, the Libertarian Party doesn't select its presidential candidate until the actual year of the election at the party's convention. So we're not going to know until next year who the Libertarian Party's presidential candidate is going to be. I hear that uh, George Phillies is a front runner. I mean, I, I met him at the uh, – it was the – Liberty Forum. The Liberty Forum. The Liberty Forum. And, uh, you know, seems to be a principled libertarian guy. Sounds good, but um, I knew that Steve Cubby had more uh, a bit more press. Steve Cubby's got the the name. He's got the um, the name in libertarian circles, not not certainly from a national. Standpoint. He's got the name in marijuana circles as well. I mean, so he's got a he's got a large following outside of the libertarian circles. Mm-hmm. In addition, nobody knows who George George Phillies is. Um, libertarians outside the, do outside of the Libertarian Party, right? And Steve Cubby, you know, he's a he's little a bit more. Professor, I believe. Who, George Phillies? I believe so. I don't know much about him, but I do know that Steve Cubby is, uh, he's a pretty sharp dude, from what I can tell. Anyway. He seemed cool when we had him on the show. Here's the news. Uh, from DailyPaul.com, Tom Knapp reporting, citing overwhelming support from his own party's members and lackluster response to libertarian presidential campaigns, Steve Cubby today endorsed U.S. Representative Ron Paul's campaign for the Republican Party's 2008 presidential nomination. Cubby, a candidate in his own party's presidential contest, made the endorsement in an interview from his home in Mendocino County, California. He says, quote, Mendocino. Mendocino. He says, quote, I am not and have never been a Republican, says Cubby, who's 60, best known for his work for cannabis legalization on behalf of medical marijuana patients. For me, the Libertarian Party has always been and remains our last hope for achieving freedom through the American political process. And until recently, my position was the Libertarian Party needed to stick to its own guns, stake out its own territory. But sometimes, a special situation comes along. 
Recent polling shows Ron Paul garners the support of about 70% of Libertarian Party members. And the LP's frontrunners, including Cubby, clustered together in the 2 to 3% range among those same members. So when the polling was done, there is no Ron clear... Paul comes out 70%, the rest right. of them get 2 or 3% uh, exactly. each. That polling, Paul's... Um, that polling, Paul's much higher media profile and fundraising reports show that Paul has raised nearly 100 times as much money as any of his libertarian competitors, mm. convinced Cubby that this is just such a situation. He says, I'm still running for president. My campaign's first television commercial will debut shortly. I'm continuing to debate my opponents, attend public events as a candidate, and appear on talk radio to make my case. There are more important th- there are important things that need to be said and I'm saying them. Dr. Paul and I disagree on some issues that I would like to skyline and I firmly believe that I'm the best candidate to represent the party come next November. But when 70% of your own party believes so strongly in a candidate that they're willing to cross party lines to support him at least until he's out of the running, you owe it to them to back their play. Um so he's running for president currently and he backs Ron Paul? That's correct. Wow, that's a strange set of circumstances. Cubby states that if his fellow freedom activists' long-shot bet pays off and Ron Paul becomes the Republican nominee, he will withdraw, ask the party to nominate none of the above at its national convention, and work as a volunteer on Paul's general election campaign. He Hmm. says, quote, And I'm urging my fellow libertarians to approach this in the same way. But at the same time, I'll continue preparing to give the LP the best presidential campaign I can give it if that doesn't work out. Pretty amazing guy. I mean, that's a, he's a stand-up dude, Steve Cubby. Well, um, I think that largely uh, libertarian presidential candidates have been educators. They've been out there uh, trying to educate the American people on what libertarianism is. I Absolutely. Don't, I don't think that too many of them had much of a shot. Certainly none of them have gotten elected or even gotten more than a million votes up, up to this point. It's been a long time. There was one candidate that did crack a million. It was Ed Clark in 1980. Congratulations, Ed. He was a wealthy, wealthy man. <laughs> so he was able to self-finance a lot of his campaign. Excellent. Um, but, you know, you've got to as the fact is, Harry Brown, um, his candidacy reached you. That's correct. You became a libertarian based on having heard Harry Brown's message. Pretty much, yeah. And largely, um, and, and you, you set up this radio show. And not necessarily to be a libertarian, but you did set up this radio sh- um, radio show, and Harry Brown, having met you, basically made the biggest uh, nationally the biggest uh, real libertarian radio show in the nation. And your message has reached me even before we went on the air. So I became a libertarian based on Harry Brown's presidential run in 2000. Mm-hmm. And I- your message reached me, and I became a libertarian because of Free Talk Live. So. Right. So, um, and Harry, so on and so forth. So Harry, Harry Brown's 2000 run put a lot of things in motion. I mean, how many people? Um, how would what have we done for the the free? What has Free Talk Live done for the Free State Project? Um, you know, a great deal. Yeah, absolutely. How many people have we reached with the message of liberty? We've read email after email, and sometimes we don't, and we often don't read them that we get. Um, you know, saying more often I, than not, we don't read. Yeah, them. I became a libertarian because of Free Talk Live. Well, I just got one today. Yeah, I mean, we can't read them all. Right. Otherwise, it's just a bunch of self-aggrandizing crap on the air. No one, and listen, no one wants to. You can listen to Hannity if you want to. Listen yeah, to you that can crap. hear Rush Limbaugh if you want to hear that crap. Not, not here. Um, so you know, I think that they're important. I think that uh, the presidential runs are important. I just don't think that there's much of a chance that they're going to win. I, uh, by the way, speaking of Hannity, I heard a brilliant call by one of the Ron Paul supporters to his show. Mm-hmm. Uh, somebody posted it on the internet, and the caller 
structured his call so well because he's a Ron Paul supporter, but he didn't let on about that until the. Um, in fact, he didn't let on about it ever. What he did was he called up Hannity and said, "Hey, Sean, did you did you did you hear that the uh, the military members they uh, donated very heavily on the Republican side, like as far as you know, just Republicans versus Democrats." Mm-hmm. And of course, that got Sean all excited, right? Yeah, military, yeah, kill people, you know? yeah. And uh, and then um, then he went on and you know he sort of he fed Sean you know the line very slowly inch by inch and then he said hey did you did you hear about who the number one uh, candidate was as far as military donations and of course he didn't know and he I can't believe him, he didn't know that he asked him it who must it was have been the timing of it I mean yeah he asked him who it was and he said well believe it or not it was Ron Paul. And you could hear Hannity just in the, well, Ron Paul, and then he, you know, took some shots at Ron Paul because he had the opportunity at that Anti-military point. Anti-military shots, that'd be great. I don't know, Ray. I don't remember exactly what he said, but he's just such a, of course, you know, the guy to get on the show had to sort of give Hannity a little bit of a uh, on-air fellatio, mm-hmm. uh, but man, he did it really well. He really did a great job of slipping Ron Paul's name in onto uh, to Hannity's show, which, of course, Hannity did not like that at all. <laughs> he quickly ended that phone call after after asking him if he was a Ron Paul supporter, and he then responded, well, I'm still considering things. You know that's not the case. He's a Ron Paul supporter. Likely not. <laughs> anyway, I thought I'd share that with you. So, uh, Steve Cubby, hell of a guy. Congratulations to him. In fact, some people are suggesting that maybe Steve Cubby would make a nice running mate for Ron Paul. I've heard people suggest that. I don't know. If Ron Paul gets the nomination, I think that'd be an interesting... Uh, that would really make an interesting candidacy. You know, Ron Paul, the Republican, with Steve Cubby, this, you know, the man who made a name for himself in the, well, the marijuana legalization movement. What if it was the guy that uh, won the Libertarian nomination? I mean, whatever, uh, you know, Ron Paul just took whoever the Libertarian nominee was. Maybe. I'm not sure. He may have to announce sooner than that. I'm not sure. More on the way. You can take control. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, your show. You bring up anything. Toll free, 800-259-9231. SACL CAI toll free line for you. That is 800-259-9231. And it's Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are totally free. Archives included an entire year's worth of the show right there on the front page of the website. Download them for free at freetalklive.com. The Republican Liberty Caucus welcomes new members in the pursuit of individual rights, limited government, and free enterprise principles, all within the GOP. Visit rlc.org and click join us today. We'll find liberty together. That's rlc.org. Let's go to the phones to the fun. Daniel in Ontario, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello. Hi. Hey, what's uh, on your mind? I just got through listening to uh, yesterday's podcast, and I got so fired up about the issues that I had to call in right at the top of the show. Okay. That's our sure. job. Uh First, I'd like to say about that uh, that gentleman who wouldn't accept the idea of self ownership. Oh, there is uh, another way. Pardon me. Yeah, Nathan, the, uh, the the caller in the early part of last uh, yesterday's show. Yeah, there's another way to go about proving property rights to someone who doesn't accept self ownership. Okay. What you can what you can say is, in order to support property rights, uh, you don't have to support self ownership. All you have to support is nonviolence. Because you can approach it this way. You can say, do you believe that it's violence to restrain someone against their will, to, say, arrest their hands or, or otherwise impede their ability to work? And they're obviously going to say yes. And then you can say, well, what's the moral difference between uh, um, stopping them from building something with their hands and taking it away after they've built it? In other words, it's just as much violence 
to uh, to affect someone's creation as it is to affect them themselves. Interesting p- approach. I don't know if uh, uh, if it'd be quite as uh, as uh, have quite the impact. But then again, I'm not a person who doesn't believe in property rights, so therefore um, maybe it wouldn't affect me, and it would affect somebody else. I don't know. Well, this guy he claimed to be a Buddhist, and they they enjoy the the uh, idea of nonviolence, and this is the way I would approach it. Uh, if if you believe in if you believe in abridging someone's property rights, then at the same time you must believe in uh, restraining someone from building things with their own hands. You must believe in arresting someone's ability to perform their actions and. By extension, even you could say, then you must believe in arresting even their bodily functions, stopping their heart. Uh, isn't it the exact same thing as violence? Very good, Daniel. Um, so, what else do you have on your mind tonight? Well, I also wanted to uh, rebut that um, that other talk show host that called in at the end, Charlie from uh, uh, KSCO. Yes. Yes. Uh, he was saying that if you went down the street and you asked people if uh, the United States of America existed, then they will all say yes. But uh, it's it's sort of like like I'm an atheist myself, and I sort of view the the existence of the state in the same way I view the existence of God. Absolutely, and, uh, they're both man-made create uh, man-created fantasies. Yeah, I, I say that if you went down the street and you t- asked people, um, "Do you believe that I'm the president?" They would say no, and you just say, D- "But I have this signed document from a bunch of men who, who say that I am your president, and you owe me tax money." They would say that you're crazy, and just like people who believe in God, they don't. They are also atheists to everyone else's religion. So they have to justify why they don't believe that you are the president, but they can't do that without at the same time debunking their president and their state and their beliefs. I sort of see where you're coming from on that. Why don't you uh, run us through that scenario? Um, Supposing I said the same thing, how how would somebody go about debunking that I am in fact the president? Uh, well, do, like it's not so much debunking that you are the president; it's debunking the fact that you have the moral right to do things in a, the president's as the president uh, role. Yeah, in, in other words, do you have the right to use uh, force to initiation of force against other people? And in, if you came to someone and you said that I'm going to use the initiation of force against you because I'm the president and this is the moral right that I have, then like if you walked up to anyone on the street, just like he was saying, anyone on the street, they would say that you're crazy. You, a signed document doesn't give you the right to take things from me. A signed document from some men before I was even born doesn't give you the right to, to aggress against me in any way. But then yeah, but then they would just they... say. Th- but then they would just say, "Well, I know you're not the president because I didn't have a chance to vote for you, but I could vote for somebody else. I voted for George Bush or John Kerry or something like that." I suppose that's a bit of a snafu. But let's say that you give them the, vo- the chance right there. Say, uh, um, we're, "We're voting <laughs> among me and my buddy. <laughs> my yeah. buddy here. He's going to be your president, or I am. You got the choice. You know, if you don't like it, pick him." Very good, Daniel. Thanks for the call. Appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. I thought it was funny last night because we were talking about, you know, the idea of nation states and do these things really exist? And, of course, I was taking the po- um, making the point that, no, they don't. They only exist in the minds of people. There is no actual nation state. The fact that a bunch of guys got together in a room a couple hundred years ago and wrote some stuff down on a piece of paper doesn't create 
anything in reality except for a piece of paper with some writing on it. Um, so just because a bunch of people have come to believe that there's something else besides that doesn't make it true. It's an ar- it's a logical fallacy, argumentum ad populum, the argument from po- um, popularity, basically. Right. And there have been all kinds of popular things in the past that have been debunked and disproven. And this is one of those um, common misconceptions. It is a myth. Government is a myth that a lot of people, unfortunately, believe in. And if it's true that a bunch of guys sitting around in a room writing things on paper can create a government, well, then why don't we go ahead and get 50 people together, 50 guys. We'll sit around in a room. Maybe we'll uh, add a few ladies into the mix as well since we're you know, here in the 21st century. Uh, let's get 50 uh, people together in the same room we'll write up ourselves a constitution we'll all sign it uh, i still get to actually see did, did you ever find out whether or not the constitution was signed by yeah, anyone uh, 40 people right so let's get fi- 50 people so we've got 10 more people than signed the uh, the original constitution of the united states we'll get them all together in the same room write up our own constitution and then we've got our own government right well, the uh, delegates from to the uh, Second Constitutional Convention were at least voted on and sent by uh, groups of people that they were representing. Oh, whether... I'm sure we could find some groups of people that are willing to do that sort of thing. I mean, that would essentially be the same exact process, and apparently we'd be able to bind all future generations just well, by sitting around in a room together. Your, your group of men did not bind together a, um, a military and uh, a fight a war uh, against the, the people that had decided they were in charge. I mean, essentially, they won the rule uh, by fighting off the British. You know, I, I'm not sure that I, uh, that I agree that uh, agreement, which is what I would like to call this rather than a myth, um, you know, things exist in the world of agreement, whether they exist uh, because, you know, like marriage, my wife and I have nothing to, you know, there is no marriage in our house, but we are married. Um, we both agree that we are married as opposed to... Um, right, well, you both signed some paperwork that said you were going to get married, so you each consented to this concept of a marriage, whereas the only people that consented to the concept of the government were those 40 men that signed that piece of paper. I think that, but, um, I think that most Americans would consent currently, if you're given the choice. Would you rather have no government at all or the c- government we currently have? I wonder about that, Mark. That's an excellent question, and I don't know if I'll go out on that limb. Okay. Because most people don't bother voting, right? Uh, I still feel like Mark is right that most people would, would choose a government over no government. They would I'm take. Sad to say it. When they say the government, take this the flag. Government? You know, say, would you like the United States government, and then show the flag next to it? It, it depends on how you PR this. I mean, if you current, if you show George Bush's face next to it, then you're gonna have some problems. But if you put the flag next to the, um, your your little mark this box, then you'd probably be better off. Yeah. Do you want government or do you want freedom? It's your choice. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. This is Free Talk Live. One of the bonuses you'll get as a Free Talk Live amplifier is access to our classic archives. For just $3 a month, you can become an amplifier, and you'll help us get on more radio stations and MP3 players. Get the details at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up whatever's on your mind. The toll-free number is 800-259-9231. SACL CAI toll-free line. Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. That's 1-800-259-9231. Join us online, freetalklive.com. The place to go. The wiki is there. we got lots of uh, user-created content. That's what the wiki is all about. You can get in there and change virtually anything that you see. You can add to it. Add your whole whole own little section to it if you want to. We've got over 1,375 pages, all created by listeners just like you, and it's totally free. Wiki, that's W-I-K-I, wiki.freetalklive.com. Let's go to the phones to John, listening in Ohio on WAIS. Hello, John. 
Yeah, hello. Uh, you know, these uh, absurd arguments about uh, free marketeer, uh, they are interesting, but they tend to get tedious. What, what do you mean? Uh, human society cannot function without a government. Why is that, some sir? Sort. Even the most primitive tribes have uh, their group of elders that they turn to. And uh, there is such a thing as a uh, social contract between no, the not. governed and the government. No, there's not. Where's the contract, and when did you sign it? Well, I signed it when I... Uh, yeah, that's exactly to, it. Uh, hmm? Protect and defend the Constitution of the United States of America. When did you that's s- the Constitution, not the government. When did you sign the that, The Constitution sir? is, uh, well, my birthright. Hmm. I don't Makes think you've me quite a answered. Citizen of the United States. Hmm. And uh, the backbone, muscle, and uh, blood of the United States government or the United States people, is the Constitution. Well, the Constitution uh, is the set of rules, John, that uh, uh, the government is run by. uh, Name me one society that had free marketeership uh, with no government that prospered for any length of time. Well, there, the history of mankind has been a history of oppression, and so governments have been th- they've been with us forever. Um, so I can't answer that question for you because there have always been people in search of power over others, and that's something that I no, think absolutely. we need to get away from. So if you're in search of free marketeership, you're going to have to search for a different species than the human species. Well, so you just accept you just uh, accept the idea totally that people not should in be in the makeup of the uh, Homo sapien. To live uh, totally peacefully with his neighbor, therefore governments are formed to provide security. But so that's that not the what they government, do. Sorry, so John. That that's, I mean, that's that's only in theory. That's only the concept no, and the is, theory that of is government. The practice. No, the practice the is government. Theory. No, sorry, John. The practice is that government destroys your life and your property in order to so-called protect it. It infringes on your liberty in order to protect it, and it's it's a huge paradox. Well, it's it's the uh, people who have to keep control of the government. That much is supposedly true. And that happens by revolution in our society. It happens by the vote. And uh, well, the people would you agree with me that the people haven't been doing a very good job of that in this country? Well, of course not, because, like you said, there are people who are out, uh, you know, to line their pockets on the public's uh, goods. Which is why free marketeership is not a human adaptable creation. Have a good so day. you, uh, thanks for the call. So John accepts the idea that uh, that violence is necessary for humans to get along with one another, and I I think that's uh, it's a little primitive. Well, I I I don't know. Um, I I don't think that uh, we can function without a government. It's it seems fr- from here we certainly can't go to there. Okay, um, would you give me that that we can't go. Where we are today to uh, free marketeership. Well, there needs to be an education process, and people need to understand the the, uh, the blessings and the benefits of liberty. So, of course, it's not something that can happen overnight, but uh, should that be our goal? In my opinion, it absolutely should. The, the abolishment of violence between human interactions should be a, a, an absolute goal. Well, um, so, and I would think that John likely would uh, be 
uh, in agreement with you, myself, um, you and myself, that a, a smaller government is more efficient and more moral than the current government that we have. You know, the bigger the government is, the more crap that it gets involved in, the more things it screws up. Um, now, I am by no mean of, means a free marketeer, and I don't know whether it would work. I'm scared of whether it would work or not. But I can see the moral arguments that you make. And he didn't make any moral arguments against um, you know, free marketeers. Nor did he answer my question about the social contract that he claimed to have signed. Right. That was what I was going to bring up. And that's I hear the social contract argument all the time. But anybody who uses that doesn't understand how a contract works. No. And it's that... <laughs> Both parties are in agreement. Both parties sign. And I never signed anything that said I agreed to do anything. Well, you see, the social contract isn't like other contracts, Julia. Well, then it's it shouldn't out there be in the, the contract. It's out there in the ether, and uh, it's somewhere out there. And you've agreed to it at some point in your life. You just didn't remember agreeing to it. Oh, your parents agreed to it for you, and that's good enough when it comes to the social contract. I actually worked with some crackpot who told me he had seen the social contract, and I asked him to bring it to me, and he <laughs> couldn't. Now, that's crazy. Yeah. Um, about the the social contract, would you agree that a murderer should be put in prison? What? Uh, well, I mean, pr- presuming that uh, punished. The presuming that the murderer was someone who is a danger to others, and that it wasn't um, a mistake made, or that's what the, the definition of murder is. I think that there would be an appropriate um, situation for that, though, if the person seemed like he was willing to make amends and and uh, he was an upstanding member of society. I don't necessarily think he should be in prison. I think he should be uh, made to pay restitution. So the you only think people that, should be in prison are murder, You think that a murderer people. should be punished, made to be uh, pay restitution? Now, yes. um, now, how do you think? Down that that murderer never signed a piece of paper that says I will not murder anyone. That's okay. How can, There's common law. How can the force of of um, everyone's will, which is what this common law is, this yeah. common law doesn't exist. It is that's a true. fantasy that you have created. Um, now, how does this force of common law bind this murderer to the um, to the obligation not to murder people? I mean, how how is it that uh, society um, comes up with the ability, the the moral ability, to be able to punish this murderer for what he has done? Well, because people want to live and they see that the the man took away so that person took away someone's ability to live so therefore he's uh essentially given up his freedom to live at the same time and you know that's a simple concept it's, it doesn't it is take a simple it is a simple concept. law to understand it, it's this. absolutely i would agree with you that common law is the sort of law that we should uh, have in this country but at the same time um you know the the argument against a social contract is the same one that you have just made for um society be able, being able to force um, a murderer to be punished. The argument for common law, I, I see where you're coming from, Mark. You're saying that common law is a fantasy, and you're right. It's a, it's a fantasy created and accepted by you know 99% of the population, with the exception of the psychopaths out right. there Sociopaths. That, that, uh, that disagree Politicians with Politicians who don't think that it p- applies to them? Whoever it, uh, you know, whoever it is, whichever sociopath or psychopath that uh, just wants to harm and kill and, and rape and murder. Mm-hmm. And uh, luckily, since most people don't want to rape and kill and harm, um, then those people will be controlled by those who um, believe otherwise. Let's continue with the phone calls and talk to Carl in Montreal. You're on Free Talk Live. Carl. Hey, um, I agree with that earlier ca- caller. You know, I don't believe in having no government because, I mean, it would be anarchy, but... I don't, you know, I agree with the other caller that, you know, these people who get together, put some agreement together, and they put themselves into position of power, and then they claim to represent the people, and they assert power, and their later generations come along and say that they're protecting us, and 
you know, they try to make money off of these ideas, and like religion, too. They claim to represent, you know, these um, pastors, um, imams, or other whatever leaders there are, claim to represent these holy books, and then they go out, and then they do these horrible things, and they say that they represent God, but they, they act the exact opposite. And I sort of agree with him. I say, I'm a believer, but I don't agree in the so-called church because of all the horrible things that it's done over the years. Mm-hmm. And I don't agree with a lot of what governments do because they claim to protect us, yet they do horrible things and oppress people. And That's, ju- that's government's job. I mean, that's what it does. Government can't really do anything very well besides oppress and kill and and maim and uh, destroy freedoms and lock people in jail cells and do awful things to people in general. Thanks for the call, Carl. Appreciate it. 800-259-9231 of the SACL-CAI toll-free line for you. See, the thing with common law is you don't have to agree to it, um, whereas the social contract is supposedly something you agreed to. More on the way. You can take control. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You bring up anything toll-free, 800-259-9231, SACL, C-A-I, toll-free line for you. That's 1-800-259-9231. It's Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are totally free, so do enjoy those on us. And if you like the show, you want to help support Free Talk Live, then you should go and shop with us at the Free Talk Live store. Just go to store.freetalklive.com to make your purchases of all kinds of spiffy Free Talk Live branded merchandise. See what I mean by heading over to store.freetalklive.com and now you can save time and money on common legal matters. Created by top attorneys, LegalZoom.com helps you create reliable legal documents like your will or living trust in minutes. LegalZoom.com. Use code FTL to save 10%. That's FTL like Free Talk Live. LegalZoom.com. Calm. So, Mark, you uh, you brought up a, a really good point, and one that I don't think has ever been brought up on the show before. We were talking about social contracts, and you pointed out, well, you know, what's the real difference between the social contract and common law? Uh, common law is sort of this concept that uh, is out there somewhere, and social contracts are also this concept that's out there somewhere, and not really ever written down anywhere, except common law you can write down. It's a very simple concept. Don't do harm to others, or their property um you know and that's where actually this is interesting um i found this out recently that the phrase ignorance of the law is no excuse that came about in common law times it was in reference to common law so the idea was that well if you're ignorant of common law that's no excuse for being violent or awful towards people Mm -hmm. because anyone can understand what common law is everyone inherently knows unless they're psychopaths what common law is, what's right and what's wrong, that sort of thing. So they've taken that ignorance of the law is no excuse, and they bastardized it by applying it to statutory law, man-made laws, which, of course, no one could possibly know what all of those are. It's, it's a physical impossibility to know all of the man-made laws. Sure. And same thing with the social contract. It's impossible to know what the social contract says because it doesn't exist. Common law, while you're correct in saying that it doesn't exist, Mark, it's, it's a concept – it's at least something that you can enumerate. It's something you can explicate and explain to people um, very simply. Com- the social contract is up to interpretation. Anyone can say anything they want about the social contract. You told me during the break that the social contract is the sum of all of the man uh, of man's laws in existence today. Essentially, that's true. I mean, it, you know, but that's sort of what you sign up for with the social contract is that you're supposed to uh, 
abide by all the laws that we've come up th- um, come up with through this uh, democratic republic that we have going today. Right. Well, I didn't come up with those laws, nor did I sign an agreement saying I would abide by them, and nor could I possibly know what all those laws are to abide by should I even want to abide by them in the first place. Right. I understand that. But um, exactly the argument that one makes for forcing someone to abide by common law is exactly the argument that one would make to force someone to abide by the social contract. And I think I just pointed out that it's not exactly the same, that there's some significant differences there. I don't think that there really are. I mean, other than the fluidity of the social contract in that um, one has, um, you know, our politicians can change the social contract tomorrow, um, essentially it's the same thing, you know. I didn't sign the you know uh, any agreement to abide by your common laws that you're talking about here. That's okay. You don't have to. There's no no one ever said that common law was an agreement. They never said it was a social contract. Apparently, it so is. It's not if a you, fair comparison. If you're able to visit force upon me um, because of my violation of your common laws, then apparently it's some kind of agreement. I, I sort of feel like common law is kind of a, a very simple concept, and it's really oh easy, it is. It's really easy to understand. I mean, the basic principle is. I think most people won't hurt others because, in return, they don't want to get hurt. I mean, I don't really see how that's similar to the social contract at all. It's not similar to the social contract. The only similarity is that they're both concepts. Right. You know, they. uh, But the difference between the concepts is quite vast. It's it's incredibly vast. Let's continue with the phone calls. Uh, let's go to Frank in New York. You're on Free Talk Live, Frank. Good good evening, gentlemen hey, and what's, Julia. What's uh, on your mind? Yeah, there are a lot of problems with definitions tonight in this very interesting discourse. Uh, first of all, you guys are all wrong regarding what common law is. Common law was the tradition or precedent that existed before written law was codified and found its way into codified law through history and through the application of judicial enforcement of that quote-unquote concept uh, common law. Now what's very interesting is if we look at the, the notion of the social contract, the social contract is a philosophical concept that has been actually articulated and applied within the praxis of politics and statecraft. If you look at the social contract that's so frequently mentioned in Western democratic uh, states or the United States, you immediately begin to think of Montesquieu, Rousseau, John Locke, that's who I was Jefferson, of. and the creation of a social contract regarding France and sort of like the French Revolution, in a sense. You read Didier. And they have very specific notions of what the social contract is because it allows for legitimation and the definition of sovereignty within a governing structure that becomes a state or a nation. Are and you I saying the social contract exists? That to understand uh, how we become, let's say, uh, the argument that you know we never agreed to this, when we're born and our parents have our footprint made and our birth certificate is signed, that actually may be interpreted as sort of a bit of a social contract. Or it may be, but that wouldn't have that wouldn't have any uh, familiarity with what any other contract looks like, as Julia pointed out earlier. In the a contract, is, you have to you have to present, and then you have to agree to the terms. And uh, also, sorry, no, you can't no, have your parents do that for you. De facto, under law, de facto contracts such as your uh, passport, by having citizenship. You are a citizen. You have certain privileges that that's conferred upon you, and you can execute these within the country or abroad. 
and there is a re- reciprocity regarding that. However, this is where it gets very interesting. Uh, what you guys are doing is sort of doing what the social scientists have been doing for the last 140 years, which is the methodological argument between the subjective and the objective. Objectively, uh, government, citizenship, the state, governments do exist, and they're also codified by their capacity to define property, to control property, uh, to tax, to raise armies, and also by treaties with other governments or nations. So objectively, these institutions can't be negated. Not Actually, objectively, they don't exist. Objectively, interpret- all you have are individuals, Frank. Individuals, all you have are individuals. If you look at it objectively, there no, are you no, don't. There you are have no a tradition. We've had governments prior to any of our births. I don't see why that the justifies governments. Legitimate governments that have been able to codify law, that have been able to define property, and that have been able to define responsibilities How do you and define a legitimate government? How do you define a legitimate government? That's very interesting, because <laughs> legitimate government, uh, that, I, would, I would make the case historically that that was actually done back in the period from 1776 to 1789 in this country, because we may say that, you know, the birth of the government or the devolution or the ending of sovereignty uh, would would allow us to participate in that discourse. But the quote-unquote legitimate government that was formed happened over 230 years before our births, or, or I should say before How does one form day. a legitimate government, sir? Just a bunch of guys repeat. sitting in a room writing stuff down on no, paper? No, repeat, repeat. I couldn't hear you. Please how, how does one form this so-called legitimate government? Is it a certain number of people sitting around in a room? Where are the rules that dictate what is and what is not a legitimate in government? In this country, it would be our constitution, whereby sovereignty is defined sir, not those in the are government just, or constitution the individual, is a piece of paper. but in the constitution itself. Look at the facts. The constitution is a piece of paper with writing on it, written by a bunch of guys a couple hundred years ago. You have to to now begin to read, I would suggest this, look at Bishop's text, key text, international law, and if you go through the various cases of the first third of the book, you'll begin to see how government and how legitimacy is defined not only within a specific Come on, government Frank. You and I both know a legitimate government nations. is one that has a bunch of guns. Thanks for the call. Appreciate hearing from you. Julia, you had kind of jumped in, and he kept going. What were you getting well, at? I've heard this twice tonight, and it's, well, we have to have government, and government is okay because we have always have government. And I don't see how that is connected at all. That's just circular because, reasoning. Right. Just because we've always been oppressed doesn't mean that we have to continue to be or that it's right. Right. The gentleman that called in earlier said, well, back to tribal times, they had their tribal leaders. Well, just because they, they did something back when we were in tribes doesn't mean it's a good idea to continue today. Haven't we moved beyond that? Well, I'm not sure of the, about the terms legitimacy and uh, of government and, and that kind of thing. I don't know whether government's legitimate or not, um, because of 90, not. 99% of the people say that uh, this is the way things are, then, um, you know, I guess that has some legitimacy, and then I it, bet it, if you it were, lacks some, too. Yeah, I bet if you were a black man in, uh, you know, the early part of this, uh, this country's existence, you wouldn't consider the government very legitimate, would you? I think you'd be running from them whenever you could, and... That's what it really comes down to is the practicality. Practically speaking, smaller governments are more practical um, for freedom and liberty than large ones. More people want to talk about this. Hang through the news. We'll get to you. 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. 
With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. We're launching into hour number two of the program. You can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line for you, 1-800-259-9231. It's Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are totally free, so enjoy those on us. That again, freetalklive.com. We brought up a topic last hour, and the phones just blew up about it, and we've still got calls on hold. It's the concept of the social contract and government in general and the concept of legitimate government, what makes a government legitimate. And my uh, my point, of course, is government can never be legitimate um, unless you have 100% of the people consenting to it, in which case then you don't really have a government. You've got a voluntary association of individuals because um, government has to involve force. That's what government does is it forces people to either do things they don't want to do or not do things they do want to do. And, of course, it's just wrong. All of that's wrong. Let's go to the phones, to the fun, talk to, uh, let's start with Joe in Ohio listening on WAIS. Hello, Joe. Joe in Ohio going once. Do we have Joe in Ohio? Joe going twice. I hear clicks. Clicks, pops. Let's try. Joe's gone. Let's try Neil in California. You're on Free Talk Live. Neil. Hi, ladies and gentlemen. How's it going? Great. What's up? All right. Well, I've got I've got a few things that I got to say about this because uh, I think I think it would help clarify the issue uh, that's going on here. Sure. Um, Before I really get into it, I was uh, actually in agreement with the other caller only in regard to uh, the differences between uh, uh, the the laws, common law, things like that. I think the common law thing was clarified much more. I could take another step even further and i think the issue what the issue is really about is natural law natural law the the idea of certain there are laws that are just self evidence that you just can't get around for example uh, self ownership and property rights things like that things that aren't granted uh, per se but that are just evident uh, that's a, that's an issue that really needs to be delved into. And with regard to this social contract, uh, uh, you guys brought up the point that a uh, that uh, individuals have to have to sign contracts and be in agreement and so on in order for a contract to be valid. Mm-hmm. Um, people uh, miss they they have the the collectivist concept in their mind of society. They think of society as something higher than than individuals uh but their 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 logic is flawed uh you see the uh, a society is made up of nothing but individuals, individuals society right. cannot exist without uh without individuals interacting with each other but that doesn't grant the concept of a society more rights than individual rights right there's uh, no way that society can have rights um because uh, you're you're absolutely right only individuals can have rights the, these, the idea that a society can have rights is silly because societies are voluntary associations of individuals. At least that's the s- supposed definition of a society. Well, yeah, but the, I mean the thing of it is it's the concept. People, people have this idea that society is an entity in and of itself, and that right. logic is flawed. Right. Well, that, you blame the government school systems for that one. Obviously. Any other thoughts, um, Neil? Uh, other thoughts, yeah, uh, The Ethics of Liberty by Murray Rothbard, and, uh, you know, yeah, I wanted to make another point. I heard you a while back saying that uh, anarcho-capitalism, the, the term, 
was, wasn't defined by a libertarian, well, I'm going to rebut that and say Murray Rothbard was actually the person who coined the term. I don't know if I've ever claimed that. Did I ever claim that was the case? I, I, think, think, so. I think you did a while back. I, I, could, I could probably dig it up for I you. I think I've said I don't like the term anarcho-capitalist. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. I never claimed to know who defined it originally or who created it. I don't right. like it. Because okay. I don't like uh, the term anarchist, and I think the term uh, the term capitalist has been destroyed by popular culture. So no one uh-huh. understands what that means. And and one more thing, the the concept of government. People think whenever they hear about anarchy, right, they think no government. Well, I think what they're worried about is governance. They, I mean, things have to be governed. Things have to be taken care of, and justice needs to be provided, and so on. It's just that they're missing the point that the the type of government that we have now has a monopoly on power. It has a monopoly on control. It has a monopoly on all these things, and therefore it is extremely inefficient, and it cannot dole out justice. When you leave the, when you leave the power in the hands of the private sector and you leave the justice to the private sector, individuals can voluntarily interact with these associations and stuff that will provide them the protection and justice that they deserve. Free market, uh, pure free market uh, anarcho-capitalism isn't about no government. It's about having the government provided on the free market. But what if a person doesn't choose to be involved in any of your governance? Well, you see, what happens is you have a... uh, most people, the vast majority of people, are going to want to have protection. They're going to want to su- subscribe to law. And whenever, uh, with regard to contracts, when somebody steps onto your property or they violate your property, you have rights to go against them because they're violating your natural rights. But and, the, the natural rights are about as legitimate as this uh, common law and this uh, well, social contract. No, no, contract. no, no, no. Natural li- rights are self-evident because it stems from natural law. It stems from being able to own yourself and being able to have property rights. Natural, These natural are self-evident laws are still, things. to some extent, a perception. Well, no, no, no it's not a uh, perception. We had, oh, hold on. It's we had a guy like, call yesterday that did not perceive the right to property. So, right. I mean, are you going to tell me that we just have to kill him off? No, 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 that's not what I'm saying at all. What I'm saying is, is that natural law is something that is self-evident. It's to you like, and me. It's like, what's that? To you and me, it's self-evident. Well, it, it was yeah, not self-evident to this crackpot that called last night. Even if it isn't self-evident to others who haven't thought about the concept, it's still This guy who called last night was, a, was, was very articulate. He yes. was clearly above average intelligence. Uh-huh. He had thought and thought and thought about it, and he decided that there was no such thing as um, natural law simply because property didn't belong to who, um, to who said... He didn't he, believe in property. He, he didn't believe in property because property has changed hands through force over time. And that's fine, but he's wrong. He doesn't okay. understand. Well, he's gonna, wrong. But, he's, but now he's you're going to enforce this natural law that he that you believe is I'm not, right, no, no, and no, he I'm believes is wrong. The law. I'm just saying that the law, the law itself, the the concepts that they're act, they're self evident. They're they are true. Not to this regardless. guy. I'm well, telling you, you know, it's him, subjective. Well, You're no, no, saying that it's objective, and well, it's just no, not okay, so. The point you guys are you you guys haven't both gotten to yet is that you know uh, Neil's pointing out that it's self-evident to him and it's self-evident to you it and is, me, Mark it is, and yeah. Julia. I agree it's self-evident with him. to most people, but there are some people that disagree. And so, uh-huh. since most people agree with these concepts, then uh, then that will be the way things work, right? Since uh, most okay. people agree that it's self-evident, when somebody comes along and says, "Well, this is my pre- hey, there's no such thing." property. I'm going to take your car for a joyride. Since most people disagree with him, then they will act to put a stop to that activity, wouldn't they? 
Well, the sub, well, when when you uh, brought up the the idea of of subjective and objective, right? Um, the the concept of these things, like I mean, I mean, gravity, you know, it exists. It pushes things down, right? These things are evident, and they 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 exist outside of you and I. The, this law is objective. It, it, these things happen whether or not we want them to happen. These things are there whether or not we want them to be there. It's just that these things are are evident. They they. Are there is evidence for the existence of such a thing, regardless of us. And that's the point that he's missing. Thanks for the call, Neil. Appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. Mark, you're saying I'm that glad there are that Neil people... believes so thoroughly in natural law, because I certainly believe in it, too. Right. He just believes in it so thoroughly that he's not even acknowledging that there are people that do not believe in natural law. So how can you have, um, how can one possibly have this uh, society that works, this uh, this uh, free society where people can con- contract with each other to uh, have laws when there are people that can contract not to have laws. And then how can one le- how can these how can these laws legitimately be enforced on people that have not contracted for them? Well, we're talking about private law. In a free market world, you'd be dealing with private law where each individual property owner gets to set his or her own rules for what goes on on their property. And so by setting foot on that person's property, they're automatically going to be engaging into entering into some sort of agreement with what that if I, property What owner. if I don't believe in that person's property and I steal in the middle of the night onto their property? Then and you risk death. Absolutely I do. But you're not talking about legitimate law at that point. It's legitimate because it's my no, property. it's not. Not to me. I don't believe in your property. Doesn't matter what you what you do and do not believe in. I've homesteaded my property. I'm living here. If you come in and break into my house, you're going to get shot. And it won't matter what you believe, sir. You're just here believing. You're just here um, rattling off this stuff about legitimate governments and then talking about shooting someone um, who doesn't believe in in um, your legitimate. No, I'm talking about shooting somebody that takes my stuff. I'm 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 all for that. You know I am. But I'm not. I'm just saying. It just flies in the face of the uh, of the beliefs of this this free marketeer stuff. This whole what flies no in government. the face of uh, free market? I don't understand that. You have to explain it when we come back. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Julia will have to comment as well. It's free talk live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You can bring up what you want toll-free at 800-259-9231, the SACL-CAI toll-free line for you. It's Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. Join us online, freetalklive.com. Get signed up for the updates, and we'll keep you in the loop whenever there's something you need to know about the show. You'll know first if you're on the updates list, updates.freetalklive.com to get on it for free. That's updates.freetalklive.com. Do you know if your hard-earned wealth is at risk? If you have a business, there's a one in three chance you'll be named in a lawsuit in the next year. That lawsuit could destroy your business and leave you penniless. At KeepYourAssets.net, they are experts in sheltering what you've earned. Go to KeepYourAssets.net and take their asset protection crash course today. That's KeepYourAssets.net. Now, Julia, um, during that whole last segment, I don't know if you said two words. Uh, we were going back and forth. We had a caller on the line. and uh, There was a lot of yelling. There wasn't really a chance for – not yelling, but there was a lot of – Well, I'd like for you to be able to break in if there's – and I've told Mark this in the past – you know, if if something's going on the air that's going over your head, then it's going over other people's heads too. And I don't want to 
I don't want to talk above people on this show. I want to make sure that the things we're discussing are understandable by everybody listening. So if at any point something is not making sense, please break in and let us know what's go- what it is that you're confused about or what it is you don't understand because that's the impression I got from you during the break that you didn't you just like were completely well baffled about the last segment. It was a very fast paced conversation and there was a lot of people saying a lot of things at once so i found all of that very hard to follow um i'm sure if i listened to the show again that i would be able to understand it better but just right now it's difficult for me to follow uh what confused me was that you guys were throwing the word law and government around both in terms of within the free market like private law and as it, what we have now, government law. So using those words for both worlds, I guess, both situations, was very confusing to me. So I didn't make it clear when I was discussing private law? Um, I think that you did originally, but as the conversation went on, I kept hearing the word law and government and legitimate government, and it was a bit confusing to me. Okay, because so. it seemed to me that the last segment was kind of about a conflict between the idea we're talking about in a theoretical free market. Right. Mark was concerned about, well, what happens with the with a commie that doesn't believe in property? Uh, well, he can live on a commune with other com- commies. Right. What happens when the commie comes in and you know steals your stuff in the middle of the night? And I said, well, obviously at that point he's going to be facing down a shotgun and possibly facing imminent death. In which case, in a free marketplace, there is no political system in place. So therefore, those who believe in private property will organize themselves in the appropriate way. And those who don't uh, can go out, as you suggested, and start themselves some communes and go and grow all their own food or whatever the hell it is they want to do on their commune. And uh, they should be able to live in peace. Now, if one of the commies decides that he still doesn't believe in private property and he wants to go and uh, liberate, use or liberate, some of the uh, things that the uh, capitalist types are are using on their um, on their property, um, and he goes and takes something, then he's going to possibly die as a result of that. So eventually the commies will figure out that it's not a good idea to go on to the plots of land that the ca- capitalists are calling their property. Look, I understand I understand what you're saying, Ian, and I, un- I agree with concepts of property rights. I get that. What my argument is, is that... Um, under this anarcho-capitalist setup or whatever you want to call it, free market setup, where there is no government, that people will in fact have governments. They, those governments will be ones that they um, look to opt into. And you, you right. agree. I don't use government as uh, in that particular case. Government te- involves uh, an organization organizations, with a monopoly on force. These, these organizations will, um, will enact force on... The, on or with uh, people that have opted into other organizations that have contracts um, that sort of work together, so there'll be voluntary governance um, to some sort of uh, of some sort or another. What I'm saying is, look, that's what legitimizes your system. Voluntary, the whole voluntarist thing. They're yes. able to voluntarily choose to have governance. Choice is the important. If they thing. voluntarily choose to not have government, the legitimacy of your system. Fails. You legitimately the system. True. Yes, absolutely what, true. What fails about it? Exactly. Because if I don't opt into your system, I have not voluntarily cho- chosen to agree by your judicial systems, and so therefore right. I'm not obligated to. So what's the problem with that? Exactly? I don't have to follow your laws. You can't. You can't bring punishment down on me unless I, you're on my property. In which case, you do have to follow I my don't private law. You have property. Your property You'll find is a out figment. when you trespass. Your, fo- your property is a figment of your imagination. It's a fantasy. Thank goodness most people agree with that fantasy, Mark, because most, most people, people agree do. with Now property. you're talking about democracy. 
Right. We're talking about a voluntary association, a voluntary uh, choice on individuals' parts. Democracy's okay as long as people volunteer into it, as long as people s- decide they want to participate in Look, it. But when democracy makes decisions for people without their consent, then there's a problem. I'm just saying that the legitimacy of your system falls apart when there's somebody who doesn't opt in. No, it doesn't. And, the and system I is it does. designed around people not opting in. The system, if you don't want to opt in, that's your business. You're going to have a. You're going to find it difficult to do business with those people that do want to follow these particular uh, societal norms and that sort of thing. But there's nothing that will force you into the system. If you come on my property and you want to take things from me, you're going to find out all of a sudden that I do have property because I'm willing to defend it with force. I believe in your right to defend it with force. Right. I only, um, but but so I'm those talking people about people will all of a sudden, you know, really realize pretty quickly that property you'll does be using exist. the force of a, of the gun to enforce your will on them, your belief, your prop, your whole um, legal system. You'll be enforcing with a gun, and that's what they're doing currently today. It's what you're railing against. No, I think you're wrong about that, Mark. Um, of course, you do. Right, because uh, when what you're talking about is my private property, and you're trying to somehow scale that up to this nebulous concept of society, which there is no such thing. I'm saying that you be- you believing in property and property rights and all that other stuff, and then um, wanting to you know participate in voluntary organizations that I'm going to choose to call governments that you won't, mm-hmm. um, you know, voluntary governments. And most people opting into these governments is all fine and dandy until somebody comes along who does not want to opt in and does not believe in your concepts of property. I'm not even suggesting that people will opt into governments. I don't think that's even necessary. I think that people will just simply, uh, you know, they'll have their private property and they'll set their own private rules for it. I think that some people really like to be governed. I think that some people prefer to be led. Followers, I guess. Yeah, and they should be able to choose that. Exactly. And they would, I feel like. I wouldn't. In my ideal world, I guess there would be sort of different areas where people would live and they would agree to follow a certain set of rules. And I don't see any reason why communists would want to be anywhere near capitalists. They would want to be on their own little private communes, right? Because that's what they like. That's what I would think. What the hell would they want to be around those capitalist pigs for? To liberate your capital. They're going to get them their lives liberated if they keep trying that crap. I'm just telling you. It, I agree with you. Then. The, the legitimacy of it all is kicked in the sand. And I think a nice forceful, illegitimate, small government is the way that's going to handle these issues. The smaller the government, the better. I believe in freedom. I just think that something has to fill these voids. And that thing has to be, from your point of view, illegitimate because not everybody's going to agree with it. Why? Because some people need a whole bunch of government to be shoved down their throat with the force of a gun. Wow, you're you're kind of sick. No, I'm not. Yeah, that's kind of sick. Well, so is enforcing your property rights on some commie no. who wants to take your car away. Well, I think it's just as sick. No, I don't think so. I think I, you're, you're arguing I don't think for it's the sick sake at all. of arguing. No, no, I'm not. I'm, I don't think it's sick at all. I think it's just as illegitimate. What's just as illegitimate? You enforcing your property rights on somebody who doesn't believe you have property. Okay, 800-259-9231. I guess it doesn't really matter what you think, because I've got my guns and I've got my property. Thanks very much. And you've got a government. 800 No, I don't. It doesn't, yes, you do. No, I doesn't don't have a government. doesn't matter whether you believe it or not. 800-259-9231. It's Free Talk Live. Would you like to help others find Free Talk Live? You can help us advertise, market, and promote the show at amp.freetalklive.com. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier now for $3 a month and get some cool bonuses at amp.freetalklive.com. 
This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up what you want. The toll-free number is 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line for you. Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are totally free, so do enjoy those on us. Those features include live streams, broadband version, and a dial-up version waiting for you for free at freetalklive.com. Mark, I think you might misunderstand my position. Uh, You seem to think that I think people should opt into a government. They should all agree on one government that they can opt into. No, I don't agree that that they would pick one government, but that essentially there would be several sort of insurance companies that would work together to enforce their, um, you know, laws and rules on people so that, you know, people could work together for a profitable society. I understand. Okay, I wanted to make sure that was clear. And I think if you take that concept and you tie it into what Julia said earlier about how the market will automatically segment itself across these sort of ideological lines in that, you know, the capitalists who do believe in property are likely to want to live together, uh, whereas the communists that don't believe in property are likely to move out onto some commune farm somewhere. Um, And so they would separate themselves as a natural market process. And I think that would alleviate a lot of the problems that you were suggesting, because you were saying, well, what if a commie comes in and starts taking people's property? Then what are you going to do? Well, we're going to shoot them, um, because we believe in property. And uh, I understand. And what I was saying... Um, and apparently I'm not getting it across, is what gives legitimacy to your government. What you have argued in, in the past is that our current government and no government up to this point is legitimate because you haven't had the choice. You haven't been able to voluntarily step into this form of governance. Yes. And I'm saying that your belief in property rights is in fact a form of governance. You are governing your property that you believe is yours. When a person comes along and doesn't believe in your property, even though I do, I personally believe in your property, I believe in your right to use a gun to defend it. When a person who comes along who does not believe in your property, and they're out there, he called last night, um, and decides to liberate some of what what you consider your property from you so that the people can use it or whatever kind of cockamamie crap that person comes up with, and that person has never at any point opted into any form of governance out there mm-hmm. that you using a firearm to protect your property that they don't believe exists is illegitimate because that I'll person has not first. voluntarily opted in. I'll warn them first and then they'll right. volunteer the by continuing to steal my stuff. The government will warn you when you don't pay your taxes that you need to pay your taxes. That doesn't mean the paying of taxes is legitimate. The use of force to force people to pay legit taxes is legitimate. So you're sa- are you saying it's illegitimate for me to use force to defend my property? Against someone who doesn't believe that your property is your property. From your own definitions. I believe... Right, again, force- I don't think this would even be a problem, because why would these people want to come and start taking people's property from them when they know they're going to die? Now, I don't think that. I don't really think that's even going to be an issue. As soon as uh, the... Property-stealing communists start keeling over from bullet wounds. They're probably going to stop coming I around. agree that you can solve these problems. You're doing it with the force of a gun. Well, you're, of course. You're enforcing how your you belief in governance with a gun. And well, that's I how throw been, rocks, I that's, suppose. That's how they've been legitimized all throughout the ages, and it makes ours just that we're currently under just as legitimate. Right. So I, I see where you're coming from. You're saying that since most people believe that uh, the government's okay, that it's okay for them to use guns on people, then that makes it legitimate. What's that? You're saying since most people are under the fantasy, this you know fantasy of government, and they believe that it's legitimate, no, no, no. that it is therefore legitimate. I'm not saying. I would even use the terms legitimate. 
I believe in a practical application of government. I believe that you should have government that works. And I believe that government that works is this, is a small Republican form of government. Well, we've seen that doesn't work because it's turned into what we have today. Let's go to the phones, to the phones. Learn Talk from one's mis- mistakes. Right. Uh, I say learn from your mistakes and stop trying the whole government thing. Let's go to Lauren in Ohio, listening on WAIS. Hello, Lauren. Lauren in Ohio? Do we have a Lauren? Lauren's gone. Hello. Hi, Lauren. Is it working? We got gotcha. you. What's on your mind? Okay. <laughs> I was thinking, oh, no. Um, what a wonderful conversation you guys are having. I can't but here's believe the it. thing. Ian, Ian, just cool it. Here's the deal. You're confusing facts with feelings. Because I don't feel like the fruit of your labor belongs to you doesn't make it true. There's one truth. And the truth is you have a right to control that which you create. God created men. He has the right to control them. He has dominion over them, and he's never never given dominion men, you know, men dominion over other men. Well, so, I don't believe in I don't believe in God. But first here's and the foremost. thing: it's like if you don't believe in gravity, is gravity still going to pull you to the ground when you step out the fourth floor window? Well, gravity well, is a theory is. that can be proven. God is not the same at all. Oh, I don't want to no, even no, no, get well, into my, arguing my, about that. I don't want to argue religion either, but... Right, right, right. Uh, my point is, though, see, and it's not even a matter of argument. It's just a matter of what is true. We know for sure that men don't create life, right? Well, well, my I, parents created they me. They were involved sure. in No, 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 no. But wait, 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 wait. But what was going on when the baby was being knit together in your belly? Come on now. We we all know as men we can't create life. We got to be a little humble here. Oh, I here. see. Uh, men, I'm sorry. Okay. I thought you were talking about God people, people with Y chromosomes. No, I'm just tra- I'm trying to get back to the government thing. God makes men. Men they make clubs. They make clubs with rules and codes and regulations and statutes. And you have a right to join that club or not. And you're actually joining the club. You contract in when you get your social security number or your mail delivered at your house or your, you know, any welfare benefits from the government. What you're doing is saying, I am not capable of taking care of myself, so I want to throw in with you, and I'm willing to follow the rules. Look at Article, I believe it's Article 2, Section 4 of the Constitution, and what does it say? It says you have the right to all, you have privileges and immunities. You don't have rights. And so what it is is it's actually you giving away your freedom that you're born with. God yeah, but I didn't do any of that stuff. You have the right stuff. to be free. And but, see, this that, is what yeah. happens, because I was a libertarian. <laughs> um, I was a Democrat, then a Republican, then a libertarian, then I was a Christian. And I got the whole thing. And, and this, is, this is my point. It, men don't have the right to control other men, or else men aren't free. Can we all agree? We sure, think I, this agree. Is a free I agree country? with that. I, right. I agree with so that. So if we're free, free men have the right to contract. Free men have the right to rule and control their existence. It belongs to them. The fruit of their labor belongs to them. That which they create with their own... Who's... Whose garden is your garden? But Mark's going to point out that we had a guy call last night who doesn't agree with that. He thinks that no, there is okay. no property. There's people that don't agree with gravity. A hundred people tell them they can fly. We believe in you. And step up that fourth floor window and see where you land. And that's because what that's what you so basically you're what pointing you out believe. what you're you're sort of agreeing with what I said earlier is that I agree you know with they, both of you I was the, just trying to get you on the same page and then relate the whole thing to government you are right the government it's an illusion you know it's funny because I come from a family that's descendants of people that served George Washington the one ancestor was here in 1739 so you're telling me that before the Second Amendment of the Constitution which people don't understand. But um, before the second, um, to the Bill of Rights, you know, the right of the people to keep and bear them shall not be infringed. 
You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So anyway, the gist of it is there wasn't the Constitution in 1739. Correct. There were Indians, though. Yes. And but, you know what I mean? You think they needed a rule to carry a gun and defend their property? No, you had the right to bear arms before the the Constitution. The Constitution is simply a set of rules for this government that's supposed to follow. This is my point. The Constitution is actually a body of negative law to limit the activity of people serving in government. That's true. We agree. This is the point of the document. It's not there. They were only supposed to meet the first Monday in December. That's when they were supposed to meet. And you know they were back home in a couple of weeks. They all worked for a living. Mm-hmm. So they didn't come together every day to make laws to tell us what we could do. You can do this. You can eat this food. The Codex Alimentarius, they're taking our vitamins and minerals. Well, you have to have chemotherapy for, for, for cancer, radiation. You can't prescribe anything else. You know, who yeah. are these people making all these rules and regulations for us that they don't follow? Officious bureaucrats. Yep, they're just a bunch of know-it-alls well, and busybodies. Well, there you go. And whose fault is it that they're getting away with it? Our fault. It's our we fault. we keep That's giving true. them our money. Yep. In the form of taxes, there's another one of those contracts. When you sign that tax form, that's a renewable contract. Every year that's you why sign I've it, stopped. I don't do that anymore. And that's why I've moved to the Free State Project. Yeah, I don't do that crap anymore. I'm with you, Lauren. Thanks for well, the call. Appreciate hearing from you. 800-259-9231. I don't agree with all the God things, but that's irrelevant to the discussion. 1-800-259-9231. You can take control of the airwaves. So she was basically agreeing with both of us, say, suggesting that you know the commies are going to find out that property exists when they try to uh, liberate it. That's when they're going to discover. I agree that, it that exists. property exists. Okay, good. You take control of the airwaves. Uh, if you're on the line, be patient. We will get to you. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything. The toll-free number is 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line for you, 800-259-9231. It's Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. Join us online, freetalklive.com, the place to go. The features on the site are totally free, and we do ask you voluntarily support the show by bidding on our auction. Go to auction.freetalklive.com if you'd like to win the fourth banner on our website. Fourth from the top, site-wide. You can advertise virtually anything. Go to auction.freetalklive.com to place your bid. That's auction.freetalklive.com. And Free Talk Live is brought to you by the Free State Project. It's your only choice for more personal freedom and smaller, less intrusive government. To learn more about joining the Second American Revolution, go to freestateproject.org. That is freestateproject.org. As we go to the phones and to the fun, it is Fred in Montana listening on KGEZ. Hello, Fred. Good afternoon, gentlemen. Hey, what's up, sir? Um, number one, uh, you're talking about you have a right to your property. Supreme Court right ruled you don't have a right to your property, especially when it comes to government employees. I, I would absolutely. Go to the Supreme Court case true. ruling. Uh, the Supreme Court, Frank Robbins in Wyoming. We had 100,000 acres, and the BLM kept on coming on his property, and they, and they, he, and he, they had no right to be on there. He never gave them a need, never gave them the right to do it. So anyway, he tried to get them off, and they intimidated him. They totally, they kept on intimidating him. So he used RICO laws to, to, you know, to get rid of them. He hired a Harvard lawyer, some of the top lawyers in the country, and the Supreme Court ruled if we let him win, it will set a precedence, and they deliberately. All went against him. Now, as far as the Constitution goes, as far as the democracy and all that bull, you know, you look at the preamble of the Constitution. It says, "We, the people of the United States, in order to form a more, you know, and a welfare and, the, and general welfare." Our founding fathers could have never envisioned 
that over 80% of Americans will be on welfare. I said 52% of the workforce works for the government directly or indirectly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Then all people on Social Security, which I'm on Social Security, you know, it's a form of welfare. All the other people, all the farmers who are getting paid not to grow nothing are on welfare. Sure, subsidies, yeah. Subsidies, they're all on welfare. Now, just make believe, for instance, you get a, you run for uh, Congress, and you run on the post. There's nobody running against it. You get in Congress, and all of a sudden your constituents keep on saying, we want communism, we want this, we want socialism. What is your answer supposed to be? Well, I wouldn't run for Congress, so I can't answer well, the question. Well, that's the point. Just make believe you did. Uh, Mark, you can make believe you, because you're that kind of guy. Um, well, you know, I, I understand what, represent, what a representative form of government in uh, the, the perfect world would be, but I'm not going to do anything but be uh, honest to my principles, honest to myself as a man. Um, if my constituents want communism and socialism, why they, they elect you? They can elect someone else. That's right. Now you took a note. You didn't take a note. Your constituents. Right. Yeah, a lot of the, I keep on hearing. I got to listen to people. I hear all these damn elected officials keep on saying, "I got to listen to people." No, That's the people don't know what take they want. In nine, right. 9,010. Right. Well, the the elected officials took, a, took an oath to, to the Constitution, and that's took what they should... to the Constitution. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Not to the constituents. Very good. A lot of, I hear a lot of elected officials say, well, i gotta, I got to respond to my constituents. You know, they're, they're the ones who tell me what to do. And he's yeah. a blooming idiot. <laughs> that's just a lie anyway. They're really responding to the lobbyists more than anything else. They're just well, saying that. But most of your lobbyists are government employees. Here in Helena, uh, they spend six Point five million dollars lobbying our legislators, and it's predominantly all government employees. Fred, thanks for the call. We appreciate hearing from you. Let's talk to Jeff in Montana, listening on KGEZ. Hello, Jeff. Jeff in Montana, going once. Jeff in Montana. Jeff's gone. Let's try Stefan in Oklahoma. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Stefan. Hey, how's it going? What's on your mind? Hey, um, well, I I got two things. Um, <clears throat> The first thing is, uh, you know, I, I came to the libertarian and, and the free market principles by questioning my worldview, and uh, and you know, since I did that, now that I'm in this libertarian frame of mind and this free market frame of mind, I, I still want to question my worldview because that was ultimately the best thing for me. Okay. Uh, my question is, um, in a free market society where anybody can own property, uh, what happens if I own some property? And say some guy who is you know has more money than me buys a bunch of property and and surrounds me basically and doesn't allow me to leave my property. What happens then? Do you own a helicopter? I, You'll have to buy a helicopter. You think you can do that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. But hey, um, if you guys could keep me on until you answer my question because uh, because I'm, I I can't listen live. I can only listen to the MP3s. There's yeah, a, uh, but, there, but there's a concept called um, in in common law and concept in common law called easement. And uh, that is basically that, that. That, that people have to be able to get on or around your property um, if, you know, such a situation arise. Um, you know, the, that the, there has to be roads, you know, those kind of things. Yeah, Somehow yeah. they were able to uh, solve these uh, problems back when there wasn't government land prior to that. So, I mean, the whole idea that now that we do have government land, um, that we can't, that the, that the free market wouldn't be able to handle things right. like uh, sidewalks or uh, roads problem, or those kind of things. This that, problem would be solved, and, and this, this is a typical example of an objection to the free market. You have to take it to the extreme to really uh, come up with an, a decent objection. And the yeah. problem would be solved in the transition between going from government roads to private roads. Inevitably, yeah. what you're going to see is people are going to have those concerns because you're not the only person that, that has uh, 
uh, brought the scenario up on the show before. Yeah, and I, and I don't, I don't, uh, I don't have the delusion that I'm the only one that thinks that. <laughs> right. So other people are going to think this way. They're going to think, oh my gosh, what happens if somebody buys a road in front of my house and they hate me and they're not going to let me leave my house? Well, uh-huh. in that case, prior um, when. For, for instance, with my idea at least, and this is just one idea as to how to transfer from government roads to private roads, but the idea would be that you would sort of grant when the government makes its, itself go away, it transfers ownership of each chunk of road that abuts up next to a, a piece of property to that property owner. So if you're living uh, across the street from somebody, the guy across the street gets half of the road, you get the other half of the road. And so therefore, when government leaves the road business, you own the road that's out in front of your property. Well, somebody's going to inevitably want to come along and purchase purchase that piece of road so they can buy up the whole road and take care of it and sell advertising on it or whatever the hell they want to do with it. Well, as a per, as a uh, part of the contract of sale for that piece of road, inevitably you'll want to put in some provisions that say something to the effect of I will always have access to this road. You know, basically yeah. uh in the contract for sale, you will make it very clear that from here on out you or whoever it is that owns the, that house or is renting that house will have access on uh, on that road. So that would yeah, be that, one way you could get around it. And that, and that does make a lot of sense to me. But what if, you know, like, a, it, I don't think we've really addressed what, what I'm talking about. Um, if, if I'm on an island and I'm completely surrounded by <laughs> someone, the only thing I can really do is build a road on my property around my property. Okay. So, Let but, me solve it for I, you. I also, well, hang on just a sec, because I, I also would not, because I believe in my property rights, I would not want to enforce some type of uh, easement rights on somebody else's private property. Of course, okay. Sure. So now you've um, what you've done at this point uh, in allowing someone to purchase property completely around you is you've failed in your ability in your um, business acumen, um, which yeah. is the managing yeah. of your property. Now, acumen. You know that acumen? is the exact oh, yeah. argument that I would have made. Now, um, <laughs> great. That's, that's, I, it's because I, 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 in fact, I am a super genius. Now, what you can do <laughs> is you can hire somebody who has a helicopter or a hot air balloon or something like that to come get you, and then you can yeah, go no to doubt. wherever they 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 go, and then you. Uh, buy a helicopter or a hot air balloon, and you can get on and off your property, and therefore you don't have to worry about the guy that uh, bought property completely around you. You might be able to buy, uh, like a, buy a gyrocopter or something cheap that you could just you know putter yourself around with, yeah, or you yeah. could call up uh, you know eight on your side and uh, talk to the consumer reporter and let him know that this mean old man has purchased all the property and is trying to keep you a prisoner on your own house, and you know they'll, they'll ostracize him and make him look bad. The, the market will just... Who, who are you saying I could call? I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, one yeah, of the TV it. stations. You know how they like doing those sort oh, of human yeah, interest yeah. stories. Oh, yeah, yeah, and publicize my, my plight. Basically. Exactly. And then the uh, whoever it is that the evil property owner is that's pr- uh, trapping you on your property will be ostracized yeah, and outed. Yeah. Thanks for the call, man. We appreciate hearing from you. I mean, yeah. you can come up with the most absurd scenarios, and I can do my best to think up some marketplace solutions, but we've only come up with a, a few ideas. There could be other ideas out there. There could be other ways that the there market would handle that. There are millions of people in America and billions of people in the world, and it never ceases to amaze me some of the um, some of the neat stuff that we come up with as far as uh, business ideas, business models, inventions, and all those minds would be working overtime. And um, in a, uh, a a world with a smaller government, you wouldn't have the government getting in the way of all those people and their productivity. Because just think of how much productivity is lost because of regulations and rules and all that stuff, not just uh, um, uh, adhering to these regulations and, and rules that uh, the government has put in place, but you know, people just saying, you know, I just don't want to get into business because it's just too much of a pain to deal with all those government, that government paperwork. Julia, so any, work for somebody. any thoughts on the uh, trapping scenario? 
I don't know. I I hear stuff like that all the time, and it seems to me like whenever people want, they sort of come up with the craziest, most radical solutions they could, or most radical scenarios that they could come up with to oppose this idea of private property and not having government own the roads and stuff like that. I just don't think it's that realistic. I don't think that people, most people, don't want to make other people angry. Because they like people like sure. To be if liked. they've if they've lived their lives by making people angry, they are not going to have a lot of capital around to buy a bunch of property up. Right? With, Who's going to jerks. do business with them? Exactly. Hour three's coming up. Free talk live. Our archives, website, and podcast will continue to stay free. But if you think other people deserve to hear this show, consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just three dollars a month at amp.freetalklive.com. Help free some minds. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up anything toll-free at 800-259-9231 as we launch into hour number three of the program. It's Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. Join us online. Freetalklive.com, the place to go. All the features on the site are totally free, so enjoy those on us. That, again, is freetalklive.com. Roll it right into the phone calls to start things out this hour and go to the amplifier line first. And Jim, in Second Life, you're on Free Talk Live. How's it going? What's on your mind, Jim? Well, uh... I wanted to know if you guys were smoking anything tonight. This this whole thing with common law is just driving me crazy. I just had to call in. Uh, Mark, why do you have freedom of speech? Why do I have freedom of speech? Yeah. Because I have it. You have it because it's your property, correct? Right. The mind vocal well, cords, I can do what I want with them. Okay, so you are saying that you own your body. I am saying that. Now, look, I'm not arguing that I don't believe in property. Oh, I understand that. I'm just saying, now, do I have freedom of speech in China? Do I believe that you have the right to freedom of speech in China? Yes, I do. Okay. So the common law is also based on property. It has to do with anything with a social contract. The fact of the matter is that I do have freedom of speech, even in China. It doesn't negate the fact that it's anything like the social contract whatsoever. I mean, social contract is basically just a bunch of people saying, we're going to enact this imaginary contract just because 51% or more of the people say that they agree with it. Whereas common law, it doesn't matter if even 1% agrees with it. It's still fact. I own my property. I own me. Therefore, I have freedom of speech. I have the freedom to protect myself by using any, any means necessary. I disagree that it's a fact. Um, I, you know, it's, not mm-hmm. a fa- it's not a fact in the sense that the table is a fact. It is a belief structure, which I per- personally believe in. I, and I believe that the vast majority of people believe in. And democracy, 51% or 99%, that's not legi- it's not legitimate simply because there is a percentage of people that don't believe in it. But it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter the fact that it is true, that it is property. It's true so to me. If, if 99% says that, that common law is, is, is bogus and it's only about social contracts, it doesn't... doesn't matter at all. When I don't think that uh, social contracts and uh, common law are incongruous. I think that, uh, you know, that common law can exist inside the, the quote-unquote social contract, which I don't believe in. Yeah, well, maybe. But it doesn't negate the fact that, that this is my property and government isn't big enough to shut me up. Not here, not in China. 
Well, it does negate the fact if there are enough people that believe in government and that believe that uh, people like you and I, Jim, should be shut up, then effectively we will be shut up. So that's why it's so important that we're doing what we're doing on this show, and that is spreading these ideas, the free market ideas, this, or in Mark's case, smaller government ideas, but the ideas that you should be able to take care of yourself, that uh, that private property is very important, and, and trying to counteract all these uh, communo-socialist concepts that have been indoctrinated into uh, the people in this country because unfortunately it does matter what people think mm-hmm. I agree with you you should have the freedom of speech but if 99% of the people around you don't think you should you're going to find that your freedom of speech won't last very long at that point you only have the right to speech and somebody's infringing it Jim, I still disagree <laughs> what do you disagree with well, it doesn't matter whether the fact that people will come out and shoot me or arrest me I could still speak it Period. That's I mean, true. They're going to have to keep. I can keep talking until the instant they pull the gun and shoot me. That it doesn't take true. away my right to freedom of speech. It only takes. It only infringes my right. To I agree. That, that, well I, said. I agree that that's that's the case. That you have a right to freedom of speech, and they can infringe it with their violence. Well said. Thank you for the call, Jim. Appreciate it. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Let's talk to it's Tom in Saint Paul. You're on Free Talk Live, Tom. Hello. Hey, you guys, I just want to tell you that you had the most amazing debate earlier when you guys were going at it together, Mark and Ian. And I just want to sort of reiterate what the previous caller said, and I'm wondering, I want each of you guys to answer this. Why do you believe in property rights? I, I don't know. If, I don't know how I can answer that question. Um, I believe in property rights because I believe I own myself, I suppose, and uh, I I think that the things that I do with my life, uh, you know, I I earn things, I create things, I make things happen, I uh, I acquire things, and and I would like to keep those things, and so I believe in it because it helps me. It uh, it helps me live a more comfortable life being able to own things, uh, if that makes sense. I believe that I have property rights because I own me. And if I use my time and my energy um, to make things, say, little wooden boats, um, and I sell those little wooden boats to somebody who has what I want, in most cases, little green pieces of paper, um, then I own those little green pieces of paper just as much as I own that little wooden boat that I made with my hands. And if I acquire a bunch of little green pieces of paper and I'm able to buy, say, a house or a piece of property um, with those little green pieces of paper, then... That property is mine. I made it with my hands. I own myself and the fruits of my labor. And it benefits you to to do those things. Uh, Julia, your answer? My answer is exactly the same as Mark. Right now I go to work 40 hours a week and I work a job and I, in exchange for my labor, I make money. And with my money I can buy things and to suggest that my hard work, um, with, for my hard work, I cannot keep what I have bought is just seems crazy to me. I Tom, your thoughts? All right. Well, can I just follow up on that then? Sure. All right. So, do you guys you guys think that it's okay for you guys to believe in property rights? Correct. It doesn't seem to harm anybody. So, why would it be not okay? Well, is it okay for people to believe in you know any arbitrary belief? Would you guys say that's okay? As far as I'm concerned, if you're if you believe in something and that belief does not harm other people. It's fine with me. Right. If you want to believe in a god, I, I consider that an arbitrary belief, and that's your business. As long as you aren't forcing me to do something, then uh, be, go ahead and believe whatever the hell crazy stuff you want. Well, so if I want to believe in my right to see Mark with his shirt off, what would you say? I would say you should have been watching the webcam uh, earlier this week, because he 
took his shirt off. Thank you for the call, Tom. Yeah, you missed out, buddy. Eight hundred. I'm serious. I'm not pulling your. I'm not pulling your leg. Mark took his shirt off earlier this week. Why did I do that? I can't remember. Wasn't I? I don't know. You wanted to take your shirt off for whatever reason. There was some reason. Whatever. Let's go to the phones and talk to. The point is, you did it. I'm not BSing. No, it's not. Let's talk to Johnson in Connecticut. You're on Free Talk Live, Johnson. Ah, uh, yes, the ever-sexy Dr. Acume on the webcam. <laughs> Look, you learned, Super some, genius. You learned some, some words in life you learn from reading, and, and if I don't know how to pronounce every word in the world, well, then I don't. So it's Acume. <laughs> All right, I want to I rewind the conversation back again, also like some of the other callers, back to when you guys were debating. And I want to ask, um, Mark, what is it that you think makes government... Um, I guess government-backed uh, property somehow more legitimate than a, a uh, you know somebody defending their own property. Um, I'm not d- discussing government-backed property versus not. What I'm discussing is Ian's political beliefs. Ian's political beliefs. I don't have political beliefs. I hate politics. Well, you said that it was somehow less legitimate. That's that was your statement earlier. Ian was that it was no, not no. legitimate. I, as as defined by Ian's own statements over time, which I have sat here and listened to year after year, the ramblings of Matt of a madman. And he believes that a government only has legitimacy if you consent to be governed. Is that correct, Johnson? I, I you would have to ask Ian that. Sounds legit. Yeah, sounds correct? correct to me. I mean, that's what the concept is behind this government that it only derives its powers from the consent of the governed, right? That's and, the concept. And my my statement only says that um, is is only that um, Ian's uh, government system falls apart when someone doesn't believe in property rights. When they come on Ian's land in order to liberate some of Ian's property that they believe is being held by the uh, uh, you know terrible capitalist pig. Um, that Ian, using the force of a gun in order to enforce his property rights, is illegitimate simply because that person doesn't believe they have not um, signed on, they have not voluntarily consented to the concept of property rights. Okay. Now, uh, my what I love about your arguments sometimes, Mark, is that they lead me to libertarian communicatory epiphanies. <laughs> and I... And because I'm, you know, being sort of uh, dead between you politically um, allows me to sort of have a, a perspective that I think is unique. And uh, I, what's interesting is that you're both absolutely right. Um, because there's a whole political philosophy out there called socialism that espouses that property is completely illeg- illegitimate. Or owned um, by the state. Not necessarily. Actually, some people, like communists, believe that the idea of property entirely is illegitimate and that the only way to uh, remove property from the hands of people is to have it be owned by the government. Let's, I'd like to uh, get into this further. Bit. Hang on. 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves. The toll-free number, 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line for you. It's Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. And you can join us online, freetalklive.com. The place to go, all the features on the site, totally free. So do enjoy those on us. Uh, Those features include the archives, an entire year's worth of the show, front page of the site for your downloading convenience at freetalklive.com. As the dollar continues to drop, precious metals rise. 
Make the trend your friend by subscribing to the International Spectacular. Go Spectator. To Speculator, actually. Speculator? Should know ah. your own copy, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> Go to D2Z.org and add the right precious metal mining stocks to your portfolio. D2Z.org. 800-259-9231. Let's continue with the phone calls and go back to Johnson in Connecticut. And we've been talking for an extended period of time now about uh, these concepts like uh, government and social contracts and uh, communism, capitalism, free market, etc., uh, etc. Et and, Johnson, you were getting in to explain why it was that both Mark and I were correct. And if you could sort of uh, rewind right. a little bit for people just tuning in and then go, go forward. Yeah, I sort of just want to kind of create a big coagulation of all these ideas. Um, basically, you had said, you know, Mark, you were talking about Ian's ideas on government and how uh, the just if you could just recap your whole point about the legit, legitimacy or illegitimacy uh, based on Ian's views, because I, I think you're making a good point. Okay, um, the point that I'm making is that Ian believes in the legitimacy of go the government is illegitimate because there are people, himself included, that choose not to believe in the, in government or think that uh, you know d don't like what the governments are doing. So he has made the point. No, it's absence of consent. Absence of consent. Fine. Um, that they have not consented to be governed. And I was making the point that if a uh, you know one of these godless commies that, that doesn't believe in property rights were to sneak onto his land to uh, liberate his car from capitalist control um, so that it could be used by the people that that person who doesn't believe in um, property rights that Ian couldn't be legitimate in the same way that government isn't legitimate it, he couldn't be legitimate enforcing stating, his property rights on that person you're basically stating that it somehow creates a catch-22 that it illegitimizes Ian's beliefs because that person hasn't consented to what Ian says is a system that does not require consent correct now um, what I'd like to point out is that there are entire political systems based on the idea that property is an illegitimate concept, that the whole entire concept of property should not exist. And many of the people who believe in this concept fall into the collectivist, socialist, communist category. Mm -hmm. And that whole ideal is, well, it's undefendable, and here's the reason why. Because on that same level, I will agree with them. And I will tell you this, I will tell you 100%, I absolutely agree, the whole idea of property is 100% fictional, it is 100% illegitimate. I absolutely agree with it. The only way that you can stake claim on property, and this comes to the whole idea of homesteading, is to defend that property. And now, there are several methods of defending that property. You can defend the property yourself, as Ian would suggest, taking the responsibility into your own hands, or you can rely on a government system to defend the property for you. Which or you can is, hire someone. Or you can hire someone. And see, this is the concept that I think sometimes uh, Free Talk Live, just in its by its very nature, uh, attacking one issue at a time, becomes sort of disjointed, and it does a little bit of disservice because the the principles of liberty require a certain synergy. And I think a lot of people sort of miss the idea that when you become, you know, if, you, if we were to get to this libertarian society, we would have to return to a 50s-style conservative mentality of neighbor helping neighbor because 
you could not be an island because if you are going to defend your property, if you if you would have to defend your property by yourself without the aid of a government, then any large group of people who have more guns than you could come and possibly take your property from you. You cannot be a simply an island. You cannot have your right to be a jerk anymore, which exists in our current society because we rely on government so much. So you can be a jerk to whoever you want because government is there to defend your property. In a libertarian society, it's you to would whom, have it's, it's to whom you ever you want. Sorry, to just being a jerk. Go ahead. <laughs> yes, you are um, a jerk all the time. Uh, but <laughs> I think what what's uh, in a libertarian society, you would have to rely on other people around you in a sort of you know a I don't want to necessarily say a societal effect, but just through contracts, through business, through uh, the the other people around you uh, supporting their beliefs of your right to your property, property is an instinct. Uh, you can see it in animals, you can see it in people when, even when a bigger animal beats up a smaller, weak animal and takes its, you know, takes something from it, you go, you have an instinctual reaction to go, aw, you know, like, that was that guy's property. Right. And so that's an instinct. And the people who deny that are, it's just, it's not, it's not right, it's wrong, it's, it's a, I would call it almost a mental disease. And likewise, we attribute things like uh, sociopaths who don't believe that murder is wrong or killing is wrong. If you don't believe in property, guess what? That's the exact same thing, I would think, as the type of sociopath who believes that a they have the right to go around extinguishing other people's lives. Yeah, like they it's don't about matter. the same. Sure. So someone who doesn't believe in property should be treated as a criminal because Absolutely. that's essentially what they're be. doing life it's in the, in the philosophy of liberty you have your life your property and uh, what was the third your life property and um life and liberty and property i mean it's all pretty right, much life liberty and property you're right though i mean they should be treated as criminals and would be as soon as they identified themselves as an individual who didn't believe in property by stealing somebody's property but if they wanted to go and not believe in property on their own little commune then that's fine no big deal so do you understand mark how that in, that that doesn't invalidate ian's ideals in any way because what those people actually are just because they have that belief and they aren't consenting it doesn't matter they have a sickness, you know, just like someone who has the, you know, the steadfast belief that they can go around ending other people's lives. But they would say the same it's about you, Johnson. They would say that you're the sick one by believing in property, and they're the ones that are right, and you're the sick one. Right, but unfortunately, the majority of the world, because, again, property is an instinct, that's just the way it works. And, again, we, we could say the exact same thing. I mean, someone who is a complete and total, uh, total utter sociopath who absolutely believes that killing is acceptable and believes that everyone should think that way, does that make it right? Does that make their viewpoint somehow acceptable? I'm not saying that their viewpoint's right. I'm just saying that it illegitima illegitimizes Ian's sort of voluntary association concept so of government because... Um, it, these these people don't voluntarily associate. Look, I agree that Ian has the right to use guns to de to um, defend his property against people that would steal it. I'm only saying that it illegitimizes his form of government. Yes, I think those people are sick, and they um, you know the people that would uh, choose to take your property away need to be shot. 
Yeah, but I mean, and I would also say, why then would you even choose to communicate this idea? Because that same ideal because is exactly government is, because like Mao said, government because like Mao said, government comes out of the uh, barrel of a gun every single time. Ian's even Ian's voluntary government. Absolutely, and I, I don't disagree with that. Right, and I don't disagree with that either, but I agree with you, Johnson, that uh, it doesn't. the existence of thieves and killers doesn't illegitimize private property rights and our belief system. Thank you for the call. More on the way. You can take control. This You did. This no, is Free Talk Live. One of the bonuses you'll get as a Free Talk Live amplifier is access to our classic archives. For just $3 a month, you can become an amplifier, and you'll help us get on more radio stations and MP3 players. Get the details at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything. The toll-free number, 800-259-9231. Phones are loaded, though. Might be a busy signal if you try it, but be patient. We'll get to you. 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. Join us online, freetalklive.com. All the features on the site for free. Bulletin board system included. We've got over 250,000 posts. Serious issues, fun stuff. You'll find it all discussed, and it's all for free at bbs.freetalklive.com. That's bbs.freetalklive.com. If you have a company that needs to try something new in the area of collections, SACL CAI does collections, early out billing, and they purchase charged-off receivables. SACL's employees are trained in resolving issues for your customers and treating them with respect. They know that not only do you want to collect your money, but you want to keep those clients, too. SACL CAI. Check out their banner at freetalklive.com or call 800-544-6359. Do business with businesses that support Free Talk Live. Let's go into the phone calls and talk to Sam in Texas. You're on Free Talk Live. Sam, hello. Uh, Mark, I, I think you really nailed Ian on this uh, yep, I got his, idea I got his earlier. Mm-hmm. And it, it really it shook the foundations of like what I believe. And I, I typically align more with the free marketeer in its purest form on Ian's side. And Ian, I'm not really hearing that you're internalizing what Mark is trying to get across. So I've got a... Uh, uh, what? Mark's trying to say that my position's uh, illegitimate or something like that. And I'm not well, saying they're illegitimate. I'm saying they're illegitimate by your on. definitions. I've got a distinction I want to make, and then I can give you an example, and I've got a couple questions, and I think it will bring a lot of clarity. Okay, so gravity, one of the callers mentioned up, is a theory. Uh, you can test it. It's repeatable. Uh, you know, it, it follows the scientific method, whereas property is an idea. You can't test an idea. It's only your belief. And like any idea, people can choose to accept or reject that idea for themselves. Well, I think Johnson rightly pointed out that property is more than just a belief. It's an instinct. Uh, I don't know that I'd necessarily agree with that. Even if it's I mean, an instinct, it's still fantasy. And in another sense, you're using... We're going kind of beyond nature. It seems pretty concrete that if I pull a coconut down off of a tree as a caveman, that it's in my possession, therefore it is mine and no one else's. I mean, that's fantasy? Well, let's say you own... I I, I don't think that's fantasy. I agree with you in that case. But let's say you own 200 acres, and your belief of property says that you put a fence up around the 200 acres, and that denotes your property. And that coconut tree is on my land. Is it still yours? let's say... (laughs) Let's say you're one of these green eco people that's, that believes property extends to the walls of your home and you live completely self-sustained in your little eco pod. And let's say if, you were, if a farmer was using that for wheat, let's say, they could grow that on the roof 
and the farmer's not out anything, and those people are just uh, living their belief. Now, uh, what decision, who would be right in that case, and what decision tree do you use to determine that answer, and then how is it different from what government does? I'm not really even sure what your scenario is. Can you repeat that again? I'm sorry. Okay. Let's say you own 200 acres, you fenced it off, yeah. and you believe fencing is a way to mark your property. Okay. So that's yours. You're going to defend it. Right. Let's say there's an eco-person who believes their property only extends to the walls of their home. Where does this eco-person live? Well, they come and they live on an unused part of your 200 acres. And I don't know they're there. You believe is yours. And I don't know that they're there. Well, let's. Uh, you could take it either way. Well, if I knew they were there and uh, they weren't paying me rent, then we'd have a dispute. And how is that different from the way the government operates? Uh, well, the government is a association of individuals enforcing their way on people by the point of a gun um, without their consent, and uh, it's You're common. doing it through contract. But the government didn't legitimately purchase the property. But these right. people don't legitimately um, see the property. Don't see the property right, as legitimately that's purchased. That's the distinction. But in from the socialist standpoint, from the current um, the, the way people see things in America today, the government owns everything, and we are the serfs that till their land, that live on their soil. We have to pay that their taxes. That may be taxes. the way they see it, but that's not way the that's not the way the government was set up. It was supposed to be set up by the consent of the governed. And in the current society today, it's commonly accepted that. Um, um, fenced property and uh, property with title insurance and everything like that is owned by someone. So therefore, I mean, the, the, under the current system that we have, that would be, it wouldn't be outrageous for me to tell that person to get off my land. We're not talking about the the current system when he um, you know puts this forth. What he's saying is your system of governance, the voluntarist um, sort of free marketeer system of governance, um, is just as illegitimate as any other form of government. From because your based, own definitions. Because it's based on an idea that you hold to be valid that other people may not hold. And then you're. Right, with and the, the idea is to get people that. Well, I understand where you're coming from. The idea is to get people that think similarly to move to the same areas so we don't have these problems. <laughs> I'm for that. So you're right. That, you're absolutely right. Thanks for the call. 800 259 9231. If you've got people that live in the same area with completely different value sets and belief systems, inevitably you're going to have problems. So let's not live together with these people anymore. It hasn't worked. We can't all get along. Let's continue with the calls. Talk to it's Dave in Montana listening on KGEZ. Hello, Dave. Hey, uh, how are you guys going to solve the problem of capitalism in the free market of what's going on now? Like... Capitalism's uh, bottom line is cheap labor, and the free market says you could bring your business to where there's poor people, and you could subjugate them to work for cheaper labor, and then put out a whole country out of work. How do you do? That? How do you fix that? I'm not sure what we're talking about here. Now, um, like they, how would the country country go out of work? Are you talking about our country? Because some companies well, would take. I'm, I'm thinking of the downsides. You, 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 you guys are like. Uh, Real heavy into the capitalism, mm -hmm. which which is a good system for as long as the fiat money still is accepted. But 
Well, no, you don't have uh, you don't have fiat money in a true capitalist economy. Uh, the, the bottom line is cheap labor. That's why the slaveholders didn't want to give up their slaves because it's a lot of work to raise cotton, and and still it's going on like that. Or the American worker kind of put himself out of work because they expect all kinds of benefits and good high wages and this and that. So our companies, capitalists that they are find out that in China or India, they could get a guy for 54 cents a day. I am fine with manufacturers taking their um, business wherever that uh, but, but wherever doesn't that them. subjugate people that are indigu uh, indigent? You know, indigenous indigent. people? Like the Chinese people? Somehow they're yeah, subjugated? And, and it subjugates them, and, and it takes advantage of them, and it screws us, the people. So you need some kind of government to say, whoa, wait a minute, we got to worry about our our uh, community or society I'm, or whatever. I have a question for you, Dave. I'm a little confused of where you're going with this. Are you, I feel like you're sort of talking against like sweatshop labor and that sort of thing. Is that correct? Well, any kind of really labor. I'm, I'm just saying you guys are really, sounds like really into the capitalism, but the, the situation capitalism has got us into right now. Well, we don't have capitalism right now. It, we don't have true capitalism right now. We have a regulated why, economy. Right, which is why it's such a nasty word that, mo, that Ian and I agree don't prefer to use because people don't really know what capitalism is. Right. What we live in right now, Dave, is a heavily regulated marketplace. So you can't have true capitalism if the government is around setting rules and controlling people. And in but fact, it's, it's the government big. rules that are driving businesses out of this country. It's the government mandates uh, and that are driving businesses elsewhere. And the fact is, the co the people in those other countries are voluntarily choosing to work in those factories. They're choosing yeah. to move off the farms so they can get a much better paying factory job. And that's well, a okay. Well, well th that's where I want to go to, because it's. Once you leave the farm, uh, you you leave subsistence because now you're going to use the prop. You're going to uh, say you're going to put up fences. Is this my prop? This is my property, so I could create money and wealth for myself. Well, and, actually, Dave, many and, of the and, people and, that you're talking about, they leave their farms. They go in for several months into the city in China. Well, we're we're to... killing ourselves doing it in the long run. I'm not sure about that, but thank you for the call. Well, well, uh, in China, the people leave the farm, and they go and they work very hard in the factories, make a lot of money in comparison to what they would have made on the farms, and then they tend to go back to their farms and improve their property. More on the way. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up anything, though only moments remain, and the phones are pretty loaded, so probably no point in calling in at the moment. It's Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features for free. you like to show you want to help support Free Talk Live, then become a Free Talk Live amplifier at amp.freetalklive.com. Over 380 of our listeners have done it for as little as 3 bucks a month. It's a great way to help support the program, to help us get on more radio stations around the country. Get all the details at amp.freetalklive.com as we go Back into the phone calls. This time we're talking to Jeff in Montana, listening on KGEZ. Hello, Jeff. Hey, guys. Hey, what's on your mind? Uh, uh, just a quick question. Um, you know, we all believe in the right to our own property and to do what we want as long as it doesn't hurt anyone. But how do you enforce basic human rights on neighboring communities? What do you mean? Um. Well, for example, in the news lately, I've heard of this 
guy who raped and buried alive a nine-year-old girl? Um, what if somebody has a commune of people who believe it's okay to rape their own children? And um, how do you how well, do you respond to that? That's an excellent question. Um, Are you talking to Ian, the free marketeer, or Mark, the guy that believes in small government? Um, most likely Ian, because I believe in small government. Because I need think a you should send the cops in. <laughs> Well, okay, yeah. if you're sending the cops in, then all you're doing is you're getting some people to do your dirty work for you. So in that case, in the free marketplace, if there's somebody doing that, you, something, someone doing something on their private property that you find absolutely abhorrent, um, then you should just simply get together with some like-minded individuals and go in and, you know, wage your own war against them if that's what you want to do. I mean, they are harming people, so um, they are taking away, the, um, the, you know, those people's rights to life, their right to enjoy their life life as uh, free, sovereign individuals, so yeah. you probably would get a lot of people supporting you on that effort. It's essentially the same thing as my position on foreign policy. I don't think the U.S. government needs to be going around the world uh, dropping bombs on people in, in certain countries and creating enemies for us, but if you want to go and uh, load up an airplane and drop bombs on somebody's country, then go right ahead. Then all the consequences are going to come back on you. So all I'm saying is if you know you don't like what somebody's doing, Doing in that particular area, you do all the dirty work, or you hire the people yeah. to go do the dirty work. I, I might not okay, want to be so a part of it. Get a lynch mob together, basically, and take them out. Isn't and that what the cops are? This? Isn't that what the cops are doing in that particular case? I, I don't know. I, um, Aren't Americans kind you, of opposed to lynch free, mobs? Free market, right? I mean, mm-hmm. you're for free market. How do I mean? If someone is in that situation, how do they cry out for help if they're they're being abused well, right by now, their, sir, I'd like to I'd like to them. inform you that there are uh, very strange cults that live in this country today with all the governments around. They live in uh, places like Arizona and Utah. Uh, they are very, very separatist. They live out on their own. There aren't even necessarily uh, paved roads that will get you out to the places where these people live. And it's pretty well known. Uh, they, you know, Some of the people have uh, managed to escape from these places. Uh, what goes on is a lot of what you're talking about. Maybe it's not necessarily rape, but it's certainly a little strange. Uh, the, For instance, the girls uh, are raised up and they are uh, essentially handed off to some of the elders in the society at age 10 to 12 or whatever, where they are then married to these elder men and they have sex with these elder men and they bear children for these elder men. And uh, they're, they're certainly brainwashed and indoctrinated and it's all very, very religious-based. And a lot of people would look at that and find it absolutely abhorrent but some would say that it's their right, that they're doing it, uh, it's their religious beliefs, that they should be able to do those sorts of things. So this so is going on today, Ian? sir. If, do you agree with that, Ian, that government or some form thereof shouldn't step in and do something about I don't, it? I, I don't mean, believe in government. I'm absolutely fine if you want to go in there people, and help rescue people, those. If you want to go in there and help rescue those kids, then you should go and do that. I would if I could, but how do you find out about it? You, well, you just have to get lucky and hope someone escapes, I suppose. How do you? Fi- how okay. do they find out about these existing groups? They exist today, my man. They're here in this country right now, having sex with little girls well, and calling it legitimate shot. in the name of God. It's happening now. Why aren't you out there saving them? Hmm? I, I would, but I would probably get arrested. Well, uh, no, you wouldn't. There aren't any cops out there. No, these people live in the middle of nowhere, sir. There's no cops out there. You go ahead and get in the back of a truck with a bunch of your friends and go rescue some kids. 
bring up bring some guns in there and shoot these suckers down if they try to stop you. Of course, then again, some of the kids have been indoctrinated to believe all this stuff, so they're probably going to fight you. So again, my question is, why don't you go in? Why don't the people from the surrounding towns go in there and, and rescue these yeah. kids? Well, you're arguing against your own point. Am uh, I? How am I arguing against well, you, my own point? You believe in, in your right to property and to do what you want on it as long as you don't hurt anyone. But and these where, people where do you be, draw the line? And these people are hurting people. You could make that argument, in which case, if you believe yeah, that's the absolutely. case, then you should go and rescue them. That's all. That's all I'm saying. Thanks for the call, hey, Jeff. 800-259-9231. What, is that unclear? It, it seemed clear. They're doing it today, right here in America. It's happening. Continuing with the phone calls, let's talk to Rob in Atlanta. You're on Free Talk Live, Rob. Hello, Rob. Yeah, can you hear me? Hey, what's on your mind? Hear me? Yeah, um, well, if you want to find a good defense of private property, check out Murray Rothbard's The Ethics of Liberty. You can download it for free from Mrs.org. It's an audio book or PDF. How would you handle the situation from our la- the last caller brought up? What about the the weird religious freaks that are raping little girls on their property and out out in Arizona? Well, I mean, in those sorts of cases, yeah, it you're going to end up having to deal with some degree of vigilante justice, and they're after some sort of arbitration. I mean, if you're going to have someone who is go who is who is willing to, uh, I guess, inflict violence upon them. That is the way that it, that it, that it's going to work. I, the problem that I mainly have with government, actually, with its violence, is that there's this idea of sovereign immunity, and I don't have there. Violence is one thing, but the notion that violence you are sort of inured against consequences of it is is where it becomes abominable because that is the thing which entices people towards evil. Right, so what you're saying is that uh, when government enacts violence on people, it's immune from persecution or prosecution, whereas if you or Jeff or whoever were to roll into uh, this uh, this religious compound with a truck, load up some kids, and take them away, they could take you to arbitration and say, hey, that's kidnapping. They may not have necessarily have wanted to leave. We would like them back, and then the arbitrator would uh, would have to decide. You wouldn't have that immunity. Right. I mean, if if I'm going to be doing it, then it's my responsibility. I'm not going to get get the, the mayor or someone to do it while I hide behind a tree somewhere. Very good. Any other thoughts, Rob? Um, uh, as far as private property, I'd say that everyone believes in private property. Sometimes the only thing that we really disagree are the boundaries. If no, if if a person literally did not believe in any private property, then what's to prevent me from taking food from your hand or even from your stomach? Um, the only thing that people ever really disagree about is where the boundary lies. So some people will say the walls of the house. Some people will say the land which you have tilled. All the the, the boundaries of what is acceptable property and what counts as being as homesteading is what will be established by a market. Very good. Rob, thanks for the call. Let's go to Free Marketeer in Texas. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello. Hi. Can you hear me? We got you. What's on your mind? All right, uh, yeah, I just wanted to, to point out, uh, Mark, you're trying to, to catch Ian in a catch-22, right? Well, you're trying I mean, to point I, out that what I he's saying have, is actually. paradoxical, right? He's both trying, you're basically equating his belief system with the belief system of the socialists. All, the, right? all governments, he, say, he says at this point that all governments are illegitimate because people are not uh, uh, voluntarily ascribed to these forms of government, and I'm saying that that, in fact, is true his of belief, his voluntarism, right? too. And you're saying that other people with beliefs are equally valid, right? Sure. Yeah, well, that's, that's not exactly right. Um, humans have the capability for rational thought 
uh, cognitive abilities above and beyond uh, anything else in the animal kingdom, right? And because of that, we create for ourselves uh, ideas, theories, philosophies based on those, those, those ideas. But they're not just beliefs, unfounded. They're beliefs based on truth and validity, right? So I can't go around saying, I believe trees grow upside down and call it true. So we have to start somewhere. And in economic science, as Ludwig von Mises pointed out, we start with the basic uh, premise that we know a priori, that is, it can't be refuted without affirming it and the same, that humans act. Now, hold on. Am I responsible as a citizen of this uh, free market society of knowing what the hell Ludwig von Mises said? Because I don't. And does that mean that my right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness is forfeit if I don't believe it? Well, I I just told you the important point, and that was the basis of economic science, right, is that humans act. And from that, we derive a logical structure of belief that can be tested by others with their own uh, minds, their own cognitive abilities. So when the commie comes in to steal some stuff, they're testing our system and we're going to prove that we own it by shooting them, right? No, no, we we prove it by... You should have said yes, because we're out of time. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. It's been Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. See you tomorrow night online. In the meantime, freetalklive.com. No, the government takes my property. Thanks. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office product, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supply, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com.